0: it's monday february 21st i'm oscar ramirez from the daily dive podcast in los angeles and this is reopening america the center for many of the discussions surrounding covid policy race and gender is your local school board school districts are having to navigate constantly changing health guidelines and other hot button issues while they face threats of violence often from anonymous harassers one school board member in virginia named brenda sheridan was a target of many letters and voicemails in which she and her children received threats of death. School board members are asking for increased security during meetings, and police are having a difficult time tracking down the anonymous threats. Gabriella Border, U.S. national correspondent at Reuters, joins us for more. Thanks for joining us, Gabriella. Thank you for having me. want to talk about an interesting story you wrote up about school boards and the threats, death threats, uh, that they're getting. Over a mix of hot button issues that are going around right now, you know, school boards uh, have actually been kind of this epicenter for a lot of the discussions that are going around in the country, especially when it comes to coronavirus mandates, whether it's vaccines or masks, gender conversations about uh, transgender people using restrooms in schools and even over uh, race policies, things like critical race theory and opposition to that being taught in schools. So the school board meetings, uh, we've seen stories just being crazy, going crazy loud, people yelling. It's spilled over to threats on school board members, and they, a lot of them live in fear over, you know, what could happen. So, Gabriella, start us off. What are we seeing with all of this?
1: So my colleagues and I in this investigation wanted to see what was going on behind the scenes of the crazy school board meetings that have been in the media over the last year. Those meetings are public, and and we've seen that a lot of them can get really heated when school boards are discussing things like mask mandates and anti-racism curriculum, which um, has been... Labeled critical race theory and it's really garnered a lot of parental anger and parents have been angry at school board meetings but behind the scenes we have learned that there are a lot of school board members across the country who have received these anonymous and named harassing messages and threats it it escalates to death threats a lot of mm-hmm. the time um, which is very serious so we we were able to obtain more than 200 harassing and threatening messages that individual school board members gave us or we found in police reports that we obtained. And it's it's scary. These school board members didn't think this is what they were getting into when they ran for their local school boards. and.
0: It, it really it, it is. Has, These messages are, yeah. are pretty intense. You know, so for this investigation, you guys spoke to 33 board members across 15 states and got a lot of this evidence copies of letters, audio of recorded messages, uh, voicemails, and things that they left. And I, I took a, a listen at some of them, I read a, a few of them. It is some nasty, nasty stuff. And one of the biggest things is it's so unclear if. This is coming directly from local parents in that school district or if it's coming from, you know, randoms, uh, random people that are just kind of trying to get involved in the conversation. We know that there's a lot of national groups that are opposing a lot of these policies and things. And, and, you know, they can get involved in what's going on locally. Uh, You did focus on one person a a lot in your article, Brenda Sheridan. She's from Loudoun County Mm -hmm. in Virginia on the Virginia School Board there. And uh, so tell us a little bit about her and, and the threats that she's gotten.
1: More than half of the threats that we documented were actually threats and harassing messages. I should clarify, not all of them were outright threats, but there's a lot of vulgar language being used. Many of the threats that we documented went to Brenda Sheridan, who was the she was formerly the chair of the Loudoun County School Board. And Loudoun County got a lot of attention nationally over the past year. There there were very vocal protests against critical race theory outside the school board, and it's was a county that had the national spotlight on it from pandemic related closures to its transgender policy. It was really um yeah, a hit, county that riled they, up a lot of anger nationally.
0: Yeah, they hit all the markers for all of the conversations we're talking about.
1: They really did. A lot of a lot of the issues that are driving political anger right now were all happening in Loudoun. And Brenda was receiving hateful messages from people Around the country, some of the voicemails that she received, the callers wouldn't name themselves, but they would say, I'm calling you from California or I'm calling you from Oklahoma. So I know that some of those people were from out of state and then others sent nasty emails and there was no way of knowing if the person sending the email was local or otherwise, unless they said a lot of people used email addresses that weren't real names. So it was tough to know um, who they were, You, guys, you she guys was getting it from all ends.
0: You guys obtained a letter from her that had a threat. It was a handwritten message. So I'll just read from it briefly. And this letter was sent to her and one of her children. So it says, it's too bad that your mother is an ugly communist whore. If she doesn't quit or resign before the end of the year, we will kill her. But first we will kill you. So, I mean, the threats are coming to her children as well.
1: And that wasn't the only one that was directed at her family. And something that she said, which stuck with me, and we quoted in the story is a lot of these threats that are anonymous. She said, there's no way of knowing is that threat to kill me coming from my neighbor down the street who knows my routine? Or is it someone across the country who maybe saw a news piece on me and has decided they hate me so much that they're going to reach out?
0: The nature of a lot of these threats, you know, as we mentioned, it's, it's driving a lot of the political conversation that's going around right now. And a lot of it is positioned kind of as this larger conspiracy to commit treason, impose tyranny, you know, the mandates, things like that. A lot of the threats are often in these grander terms rather than, um, hey, I don't like that X policy or something like that.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of rhetoric out there right now, a lot coming from the political right, a fear that government in all its forms, even people who govern the local school board, are trying to crack down on personal freedoms, Or which would be in the case of, um, they would say, closing schools or mandating masks in classrooms. Or there's also a very common sentiment that School boards are trying to indoctrinate American children with an anti-white, anti-American worldview through some of the anti-racism initiatives yeah. that school boards have launched in the last year. So I think we're seeing that really blowing up, and that's that's what's coming out in a lot of the threats and, and harassment that school board me- members are receiving.
0: And you guys did something really interesting in this investigation. You obtained some of these emails that were sending some of these threats, and you wrote back to those email addresses just to see what's up, to see you know if they would either yep. talk to you more, identify themselves. You reached out to a, a bunch of them. Six people actually responded. What did they have to say?
1: I got a lot of responses, actually, more than I thought I would. Six people. So some people did not agree to do an on-the-record phone call, which is what I was trying to have them do so I could really pick their brains about what prompted them to send messages. The people that did respond to me did not send messages that would be prosecutable. They weren't death threats. These were people who sent really vulgar messages or just outright insulting, body shaming, or just rude language in their messages. And I asked why they had sent them. And a couple of people said they were really outraged by uh, Loudoun County's transgender policy. The county recently passed a policy that allows transgender students to go by their chosen pronouns and to use the bathroom of their choice and not really outraged a couple of people and then there were a couple of people who uh, were really fired up about the idea that the school district was trying to promote critical race theory so these people choose their issues and got yeah. very very angry at them
0: and the difficulty is you know once these threats start coming in the hateful rhetoric all this stuff really just muddies the water on the actual conversation. And then parents that are involved and maybe could be generally concerned, you know, they could get lumped into these other groups, extreme types of things like that. And really the conversation falls by the wayside then. And and it's hard to really come to a consensus that could work well for the school. You know, the other trouble with all of this is investigating these anonymous threats. So police have had a hard time Mm -hmm. tracking people down, one, or as you mentioned, uh, some things are just not prosecutable. You know, they might not Mm -hmm. tip that scale enough to uh, it be criminal. Uh, So tell me a little bit about that, because a lot of police departments are having this problem.
1: Free speech is protected and free speech uh, includes pretty nasty insults in order for a message to be considered criminal and prosecutable it has to really cross the line and indicate that there is some real danger to the person receiving it and a lot of these as rude and as vile as they are they don't they don't cross that line and some of the ones that did cross that line came from anonymous senders. And from police reports, we were able to see that in many cases, the police did try to look into who sent these messages. And they came up with multiple IP addresses or like they came to dead ends as they were trying to figure out who the person was behind this email address or this phone number. So not giving a lot of reassurance to uh, the school board members. and, And it's, Yeah, dead end after dead end on a lot of these.
0: And they're calling for, you know, more enforcement, help from the FBI to investigate this. I know Attorney General Merrick Garland said that he would devote some federal resources to helping look into some of this stuff, threats at uh, at the school board level. What are we seeing on that front?
1: So the Justice Department has convened a task force to look at threats against elected officials. The Justice Department and the FBI, both agencies, really declined to comment further for this story beyond what they have already said publicly, that they are looking at these issues. We did hear from some of the school board members and the local law enforcement agencies that they were in touch with the FBI on a couple of these threats, and they spoke more openly about how the FBI has been involved. But again, we have seen no arrests made for any of the more than 200 threats and Mm -hmm. harassing messages that we documented. So we know that there hasn't been Too much success there. That being said, some of the times these investigations do take a very long time. So the Justice Department might be following some leads, but nothing has come of it yet.
0: Well, I mean, it's definitely an interesting time. Uh, I suggest everybody check out Gabriella and her colleagues' piece on this. There's a lot of examples of some of the threats, audio, as I mentioned earlier, some really nasty stuff, but it's important to be informed about what's kind of going on on the other side of these things. Gabriella Border, U.S. National Correspondent at Reuters. Thank you very much for joining us.
1: Thanks so much.
0: I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcast.
2: disease.